Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Wind Down to Pre. I'm your girl Pre Alley. We're back with part two of our faith-based episode. Let's talk. Let's get right into it. We're back with our wonderful guest, Bcam, K Christian, ten names, Noir. Welcome. And we also have Cynthia and we have Christine. You guys can go ahead and introduce yourselves. You don't have to do a long intro because they already know you now. You family. So. <laughs> well, you gave your whole you gave your whole government in the beginning. So. <laughs> well, y'all, I'm just gonna be Cam and um, welcome uh, to this second, this part of this episode, and I'm glad to be here. Um, like I said in the first episode, because this is your first time listening to this this particular uh, faith-based uh, podcast. Uh, I'm a creative director, and um, yeah, I'm just really honored to be in this podcast. Thank you. And I'm Christy. <laughs> Glad to be back as well. Um, I'm a optometry student in Boston, and super excited to continue this discussion. And I'm Cynthia, the MSW student. Hey. <laughs> I'm also happy to continue this discussion, and I feel like we're all learning a lot from each other, which is a good thing. Well, thank you guys for being here for free. Maybe one day when this thing blows up, whenever that is, I'll pay y'all. I'm gonna send y'all your checks, okay? It's just gonna be back. It's just gonna be back order. It's on layaway right now. It's on layaway. But um, we were talking in part one. If you didn't listen in part one, you have to listen to part one, guys. That was really good, and I can't wait to listen to it myself. Um, fun fact, if you guys didn't know, I listened to my episodes about two to three times before I even, like, post it. First time, I do it just so I can, like, hear myself and hear my guests and make sure that the message I'm putting out is, like, something I want out there. Um, the second time I do it as a fan, I'm like, all right, I'm my own fan. So I'm just going to listen, like, is this content relevant? And then the third time I just listened to it just to make sure it all came together the way I want to. But my favorite time of listening to my episode is the second time. Cause when I literally listen to it, I am pretending it's not me, which is the hardest thing to do, but I pretend it's not me. And I'm like, I, I love podcasts. Like I listen to so many different types of podcasts out there. Um, and I just literally pretend like it's not me. So I hope that you guys checked out the faith episode, um, part one, and let me know what you think about it. But where we left off, we were just talking about um, religion and spirituality and faith. And if, is there a difference between the three, which we all decided in a way that there really isn't a way to separate all three. Um, you need one to have the other. Um, so that's what we were talking about. And for me, I just wanted to add on to that, that if someone was to ask me what religion I am, um, I really think that for me, I believe we should talk more about our personal relationship with Jesus instead of what church we attend. I like to answer the question instead by saying like, hey, thanks, but I really don't have a religion, but I do know Jesus and I have Jesus. So like, I feel like if we all as Christians like around the world started to practice that more often, it would help people to kind of realize like hey it's more than just jesus it's more than just like this catholic church it's more than just like the presbyterian church but kind of give us like a unified base where people will be more drawn to come to wherever it is that you congregate but um one of the big things that we were talking about when we left off was christine um had mentioned that well cynthia said the church is looked at as a hospital she kind of used that metaphor and I wanted her to elaborate on that. And then I wanted Christine to kind of, you know, piggyback off that point because Christine also made a great point where she said that um, people run away basically from the church when they're going through battles where the church is basically where they're supposed to go, but instead they're too scared or like they don't want to be judged. They don't want to be judged and they go there. Um, um, so they don't go there. So. Whoever, whichever one of you want to start first, because I thought those were really good points. Um, um, I'll start in terms of the church being the hospital. I think of it like Jesus in terms of most of the people that he pulled and his for to be his um, disciples 
they had problems with themselves, but they he pulled them closer, and him pulling them closer, it kind of I wouldn't say removed their flaws, but at the same time, it drew them out of their flaws, and it showed them, okay, if Jesus, I'm around you all the time, and I'm around you 24-7, then I'm going to start embodying who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what the essence of the church is supposed to be. That's what the essence of the church is supposed to be. It's supposed to be where people come that feel like they made mistakes, or they feel like they're I don't know, they're too bad for church or whatever. And they find people that embody the love of Christ. They find people that embody the special grace of um, Christ. And it kind of just embodies them to now want to imitate that and do that in their own lives without you kind of pressuring it. It's just kind of like a child seeing um, their mom certain things that their mom does that they admire, they kind of just tend to adopt it on their own without the mom saying, okay, do this, do that. It's just because the mom is already doing it. Now they now do it. Mm -hmm. And that is what the church is supposed to represent. That people who feel like they're too bad or whatever they may call themselves or their sin is too great. They're supposed to come to the church and see people who have, the love of Christ, and that now changed them from whatever person they felt that they were before. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Christine. No, well um, said. Um, and like, just going off that point, like, if you look at Jesus's ministry, so I guess this, this point is kind of directed to believers, but um, Jesus's ministry was not to like the Pharisees or yeah. the people who are already in the synagogues, like, and he said it. He's like, he said that I didn't come for people who think that they're well. I came for people who know that they're sick. Um, and so, like, as believers, like, the people that Jesus hung out with was literally demon possessed people, like, the most ratchet, like, sick people. Like, people who, like, yeah, like, it's like people who, are, like, if you go in church today, like, you're, it's not like we're going and hanging out with those people. Yeah. Like, everyone's well dressed. We're like playing a, like, a game. But, um, as believers and we're called to be imitators of Christ and it's kind of like I think we are losing touch with that a little bit and just making it like our own little club but it's not supposed to be that at all like people should come into the church but we should also be going out and like being that fortified in Christ that you can go out in different like people groups and not be influenced by the culture that you're in but influence the culture instead like that's definitely a call to believers to first of all get yourself strong enough to be able to do that because that's not something you should just do mm-hmm. without yeah. you know like time of prayer but um yeah i mean that's that's the call the whole point of christianity like we're we're not supposed to be a building we're supposed to be a people um and the church is the bride of christ like it was never just supposed to be everyone gathering it was supposed to be like a movement so yeah, I mean, I think it's a huge misconception in our culture about what the church is. And I think it's a misconception to believers as well. Like, we just think it's something for us, but it's something for a broken and hurting world. Um, Mm. And it's, you know, something that we have to work at. It doesn't come so naturally to us, I think. But, but yeah. That's really good. I saw a thing on Instagram that had once said, like, it was like a meme and it was like showing like all the different types of people like that Jesus was like cool with and it was like mm. churches nowadays would not even let half these people in the church but that's mm. so important because I feel like I know in our church Christine if somebody walked in and they were a stripper before I think that they would be so judgmental like they're judgmental <laughs> with people that dye their hair or like wear a short skirt like I'll never forget when I was like in middle school pastor's <laughs> wife literally came and pulled my skirt and was like pulling my skirt down to adjust the length mind you my mother had saw me walk out of the house and approved of my outfit so like how dare you what made you think that you're so like better to be able to like do that or to be able to like what makes you think that just because if my shirt is like short or like mid-length or whatever why does that define me like why does that make me a certain why are you able to look at me a certain type of way like I feel like we're so critical on like people's outer appearance that nobody's paying attention to what's inside. And that's what Jesus was like about. Like, that's why the lady at the well, like he was like, yo, I don't care if she's like this 
prostitute or whatever, I'm still gonna like talk to her and I'm still gonna like hear her out and listen to what's going on. I think like that's the biggest thing that a lot of people struggle with um, as a culture and as a like as a human race in general. Like we're so particular about the types of people we want to give aid to. We're so particular about the type of people we want to minister to. We're so particular about the type of people like we want to go to for advice. Like, it's like, you'd be surprised. The homeless person on the street, they got the best advice sometimes. And it just be like, <laughs> it just be like, yo, focus on you. Like, focus on you. And it's like, maybe that's the word you needed at that moment. I'm not saying like, you yeah. should, I'm not saying like, listen to everything that's thrown at you. But yeah. that's what faith is. You have to have that filter that's able to filter what comes in and like, you're able to process what's being thrown at you and you're able to be like, you know what? It's not about the vector of the message. It's about the message itself. Like, what is this? Like, God wouldn't send me a message that's bad for me. So, like, even though this person is a prostitute, I, I don't know, I keep saying prostitute. I'm sorry. If you're a prostitute listening to this, I'm not judging. I'm not hating on you. I swear. I'm just using that because, like, I think that's, like, in the Bible, that's, like, the biggest, like, oh, shoot. Like, but, um, like, it doesn't matter, like, that, that that's the person giving you that message, like, that could be a message that you needed, or that could just be a good word for you, that could just be a good encouragement for you, like, it says to be an encourager, it doesn't mean that the encouragement has to come from Stephen Furtick for it to be, like, the word or the encouragement, like, it could yeah. come from your little cousin that's just like, yo, Cynthia, you're having a bad day, but everything's gonna be okay, like, I think we are so particular into picking the vessels and what their outer looks like as a church and as a human race that we are, we're, we're so particular in picking who we want to believe in. And at the end of the day, I think we should just believe in God and believe that everybody you meet has a purpose in your life and everything you encounter. And even this conversation right now, like this is really helpful for me, even though it's like my podcast, it's like really therapeutic. Um, and everything you experience kind of ties in because it goes with your path. It goes with whatever your destiny is. So I think we should be really mindful about that, about the fact that, like Christine said, Jesus talked to so many different people. And like Cynthia kind of said with the whole disciples, like, bro, some of those people were just like <laughs> regular schmegler people, like, you know, but he still saw something in them and used yeah. them. So like, that's one of the biggest things, so. Yeah. Christian, did you have anything to add? I'm sorry, I just kind of. No, you good. You good. I was just uh, listening to y'all. You guys were giving really good points, so you know, gotta listen as well. Um, really, I I don't have much to add to what you guys said. Um, but it it does say somewhere in the Bible that um, blessed are the poor. You know, there's something about being in a state where you suffer and you know like i don't i don't ever look down on those people mm -hmm. um because there there's actually a blessing for suffering you know sometimes we pray for blessing but god is okay i'm gonna bless you and he puts you through your suffering so you're blessed like, what's that you know mm -hmm. so that's why they they have that much wisdom um you know um but i i can't i can't really add anything more to what you guys were talking about previously about the church um, being like a hospital, the church is really a hospital for for the broken world. Um, Jesus said, um, "Come and I'll make you, you know, fishers of men." You know, so I feel like Jesus is the teacher. He heals us, and now we can go and bring people to Him. So He can heal them as well. So mm -hmm. really, there's there's not much I got to that because it's really just that's just the base you know, of what it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you guys. My next question was, how do you guys express your faith? Uh, um, I'll start because I know with me being in grad school as a social worker, it that question has come up in my heart so many times because the profession that I'm getting into, mm -hmm. I didn't realize how, I wouldn't say I had to hide my faith because there are people who are, um, you know, pastors who are also social workers and everything but at the, at the same time there are certain areas where you can't showcase your faith because you have to be a blank canvas for certain clients and everything mm -hmm. and that became a challenge to me where even like 
one of my supervisors where I, I love her and everything, but um, she was also, she's also a Christian. And um, she was telling me how like she had to question herself if she wanted to wear her cross to work because there was a student that she came in contact with who didn't really want to talk to her because he noticed the cross on her, her necklace and felt as though like, I, I can't really open myself up to talk to you because he was kind of an atheist. And um, those conversations really hit me where I had to have conversations with God to be like, I don't understand why so many other religions other than Christianity where there's like a clear sign of, yeah, you're a Muslim, yeah, you're Jewish, or whatever it may be, there's a clear sign. But for Christians, it's kind of like, we don't have anything that we can wear to say that we're Christian. The only thing that can really point to your faith is your action. And at one point I was feeling like that's not enough, but I know I was reading Ephesians the other day and it was saying how like God doesn't really care about all that flesh stuff that you wear because you can wear something and it show your faith, but inside your heart, you're still thinking evil thoughts. And all he cares about is what your heart reads. And then that's what able, that's what able to translate to other people. So in terms of how I show my faith, I realized that it's not about the cross that I wear on my neck or maybe the modest dressing that I may do, but it's how I talk to people. It's how I handle situations when people act rude to me or how I embody Christ love in certain situations when I interact with people that maybe we don't get along, but how am I interacting? How am I in tuning that inner Christ in me? I think that's the most important thing because I can yell from the mountaintops that I'm a Christian, 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 Christian. But if I don't embody that, it kind of really doesn't mean anything in it. And Honestly, I feel like it would even hurt my feelings to my father that I'm not even displaying him in the right way. And I'm just saying, yeah, I'm a Christian. But when someone ticks me off, I just go to the human flesh of me rather than my God given right of understanding that I need to show you love at this point. So I think the way I show that I'm a Christian is just understanding that in certain areas that I am a I do hold that spot in the heavenly place where I, I have a throne up there with Jesus Christ and I have to think like that. So that's how I show my faith. Hmm, that was really good. That was good. That was, yeah, that was like everything. That is yeah, like, I'm like, I don't even think like anything <laughs> about you. <laughs> I'm like, because like you, you said the rude one, the rude one touched my nerve because this child. <laughs> My profession? Oh, Jesus, Lord. Um, man, I'm working on that one. I ain't there. I ain't where you at. <laughs> I'm not. That's a hard one. I'm not. Uh-uh. Like, that's the hardest thing. And that's like, like you said, we can't wear anything. Because, like, you wear something, it doesn't mean anything. If, like, your heart is not there. Like, if whatever comes out in the heart is what defines a person. So, it's like... You can profess and post as many scriptures on your Instagram story and your whole page can be the biggest motivational page and all that nonsense. Everything, right? Everything, like, on the outside. But then you could be the type of person that, like, on the inside, you're just a shitty-ass, excuse my language, shitty-ass person. You're just always jealous of other people. You're greedy. You don't help anybody else but yourself. And Mm -hmm. when you learn a good word, you don't, like, share it with other people like or just good things in general like you're just not a good person and I know people like that and like yeah. well, I'm sure we've all encountered people like that but it's mm-hmm. just like one thing that I feel like for me expressing my faith is expressing the fact that I'm a work in progress um because yeah. like we're all under construction and at the end of the day we're never going to be perfect no matter how perfect. hard we try and also I think it's important to forgive ourselves and to mentally be aware that like okay like we're not gonna get it right all the time we're not gonna always like memorize everything like it's not even about how many scriptures you memorize it yeah it's good to memorize these scriptures but yo i don't know about y'all but the times you've been meeting the ones that you memorize 
<laughs> and somebody, somebody, you know, texts it to you, or they know you're going through something, and they, Christine, and they mention it to you, like, I don't need this right now. I need something else. I need a miracle. I need, like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's yeah. a matter of remembering. Like, I express my faith by remembering that God placed me here. God knows what I'm going through. And as long as I, in those moments where things are so cloudy, as long as, like, I'm able to step back and be like, yo, don't curse this person out. It's not yeah. worth it. I know that's the Holy Spirit because it's not reality. Like, <laughs> I know it's not me. So I'm like, yo, my faith is growing. If I'm able in that moment to, like, have a second tap on my right shoulder, the good shoulder, like, hey, chill out a little bit. I know that's Jesus because it couldn't be me because in that moment you're ready to pop off or you're ready to give up or whatever. So like, that's how I'm able to express my faith and also able to be honest with people and tell people things like that, like how we're doing in this podcast, because I feel like a lot of times we see these leaders and like, we see these Christian people, quote unquote, and we're like, yo, they just out here smiling every day, like jollying on the gram. Like y'all don't got problems. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> like right. life that life is that good every day like really and I think that's like the biggest thing like it's important to just be honest and just be like yo nobody ever the Christian life is the hardest thing the decision to join yeah. Christ you you made the hardest decision because he went through hell so I don't know why you thought you was going to be jollying like frolicking on <laughs> roses and no he went through thorns okay and so like that's what I have to constantly remind myself. So, like, yeah. I express my faith, I guess, by just being a walking example and yeah. by able to yeah. just check myself and by able to have people yeah. around me that hold me accountable. And yeah. I know it's hard. I feel you, girl, like, being able to, to be who you are in every sphere, especially professionally, but separation yeah. of church and state, biggest thing we ever learned yeah. in school. You have to be able to do that. And I yeah. think you don't have to say, I believe in Jesus when you're at work, but you can be like, hey, I saw you're having a hard time with that project. You need any help? That's that's you yeah. expressing this faith. Or like this, this patient is just being so nasty and just being like, you know what? I'll do that for you. It's okay. Or like yeah. whatever it is that your sphere that you work in, even if it's we're all doing customer service at the end of the day. And I think like just in that moment, like I'm saying, I literally mentally check myself every day, <laughs> like every day there's yeah, something that okay. goes on and just being like, yo, yeah. all right, let me, let me just tap in. Let me just cool down a little bit and just realize what's actually happening. Like instead of how else can I like attack the situation? And I think that's how you know your faith is growing. And that's how I think mm-hmm. you know Jesus is speaking to you. And that's one of the biggest mm-hmm. things that I've been like asking myself, like, do you hear God? And it's like, you hear God, because how else would you be able to calm down when you're so upset or when mm-hmm. life is just like so throwing you like rocks and you're still waking up every day? Like, I got this. So yeah. I yeah. know I, I know want to say one comment in terms of um what my supervisor said in terms of like not you don't have to yell from the mountaintop that you are a follower of Jesus but there was something that I think she said to me that will always stick is Mm -hmm. that sometimes you have to be like Jesus and meet people where they are yes and people where they are does not necessarily mean that you have to like force it down somebody's throat that I'm a Christian meeting someone where they are is maybe not hiding it, but not forcing it down their throat mm-hmm. initially that this is what it is, but just yeah. your actions showing in your mind, knowing God, okay, I'm following you. Okay, Holy Spirit, what am I supposed to say right now? And then that navigates a person of even going towards Christ. And mm-hmm. you need to know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh, good. That's and the thing about Jesus is that like Jesus himself didn't go around being like, I'm the son of God. Ah, he actually told people not to say that. But people knew by the way that he yeah. was acting. Like, he didn't have to tell anybody. Everyone realized. So, I mean, if mm. Jesus isn't even telling people, like, we don't need to be. Like, I'm a Christian. Like, just so you guys know. Like, they should know. <laughs> yeah. If they don't yeah. know, then you have to work on that. Yeah. yeah. I think um, something that I was going to just interchange a little bit, you know, is, you know, we say express. and There's nothing wrong with that. But I think 
if you check the Bible, it doesn't say, you know, the righteous shall express themselves by faith. It says the righteous shall live. Mm. It's a life. That's why, oh. you know, that's why, like, it's a transformation mm. that Jesus... See, this is why I need you here. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just a mindset. It's not just like a mindset. Yeah. It's a new life where, and you know, where like we don't need to to try not to say it. Like our lives are little, like Jesus is living. So it's no longer I to live, but Christ to live through me. And I think it's no longer like, oh, because I, I can express whatever I want. I can have my dirty little life in the secret and express mm. whatever I want. Right? Mm-hmm. But. But you, Bible says that out of their fruits, by their fruits, you will know them. Mm. So you can express all you can for a little bit, but eventually that joint going to expose. Mm. You won't see, mm. see who you really are. So that's why people saw Jesus, whether they saw him in the secret place or they saw him out there in the public. He was the same guy who was consistent. And that's mm. why I think the Bible would say live by faith. So it's like, you know, um, is that daily living? Um, I think that's 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 what's involved, and you know something. Priyali, you said is really really important, and that is something I, I like to use to encourage people. Is yo, um, it's just the mindset. Is I mean, it's not it's not like I said, it's not a mindset, but it's the it's the lifestyle of constantly making sure that you're putting yourself in check. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. That's yeah. why the Bible says it's not about. Boasting, I'm better than you, or the other person is better than that person. But you know, yo, you give your life to Christ, you are a new creation now. But your flesh is still being crucified. Yes. Um, every day is a daily dying to self. There's still going to be those thoughts that's going to come up, and you know, that's when we say no flesh, I will not give into you. That's when we're now living who we truly are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, that's something I wanted to explain because it's, it's, it's not just going to be an overnight thing you wake up and no. change. And even yeah. 20 years yeah. down the line, there's going to be something God is still working on. Man, 20 <laughs> years. Yeah. You don't have two hours after you just gave your life. Something's going to pop off as soon as you leave church. Yeah. Like, I'm, that, that, you guys are just killing it. You guys should all just go into ministry. But um, you're doing ministry. <laughs> but you guys are doing ministry right now by like talking to people. Like, I get like over a hundred people listen to each episode each time. So that's not a lot of people, but that's enough for me. Like I started this podcast as a way to like express myself and as a way to just help people. Cause everyone's like, you're always going to give an advice. I'm like, all right, let me do one. And I love listening to podcasts. So I was like, why not? And 30 people listen per episode. And I was like, that's crazy. Like 30 people want to hear what the heck I have to say, but you know, this is ministry in a way. This is yeah. you expressing your faith and this is you living your faith and being real and being yeah. authentic. I think mm-hmm. like that's the biggest thing that I feel like some Christians just struggle with. And it's like, it's okay to say like, I twerk and I love God. Like, it's okay. Like, it's fine. I listen to Megan the Stallion and I love God. Like, I'm not out here killing anyone. I'm not stealing anything from anyone. Like, it's okay. Like, I feel like people just make it seem so cut, like, one way or the other. Like, one way or the other. And it's like, it's not even like that. Because you listen to these preachers, they will tell you. Like, the ones I like, Sarah Jakes, I love her. She's Katie Jakes' daughter. I like her because she's real. She's, like, been through her own thing. Like, she was pregnant at 16 when her daddy was the biggest pastor in the entire world pregnant like what 13 years old and she came out of it and she will tell you about her battles with depression with whatever that she went through during those times that she's still going through as a woman that's like real and young and able to relate to young people in a way like she's a millennial so she like knows who Megan Thee Stallion is she knows who Drake is like she's able to still be in that sphere but still keep her identity and her faith like it's okay to do that like I think that a lot of the things that people, I hear people struggle with and I see people struggle is like, they just want to be one thing. And like, I think what Christian said is like so important to remember. It's like, it's a lifestyle. Like the flesh is going to always be there. Um, Devon Franklin, he's a great, great pastor. He's married to Megan Good, but he wrote this book that I'm still, I haven't read it yet. I'm going to read it during quarantine, y'all. But it was like, it's called the whole, the Hollywood commandments. He's a producer. Like he's really a big Hollywood producer, but he's a base, he's a faith-based man. And he talked about how you don't have to like get rid of who you are in Christ just because you work in Hollywood. You can bring that into Hollywood. 
and still mm-hmm. be a boss in whatever field you are and still mm-hmm. hold on to your character. Because I think at the end of the day, what we're all saying is like your character is what makes you a Christian. It's not about how many checks of good deeds you did. It's not about, oh, like you read your Bible 10 times today. Oh, you doing a Bible plan? Congrats. That's awesome. Great. Cool. You want a cookie? Because it doesn't really matter. It's about how you're carrying yourself and what examples are you leading others by. That's essentially, like Cynthia said, bringing them to Christ. Like you will be surprised. Like I've heard from my mom, like she just be talking to people and like, giving them advice and stuff and they're just like wow like how are you able to just see me and really understand me without even knowing what I'm going through and she okay. just tell them like I feel you I feel your pain and like whatever and just talk to them hear them out and then like once you build that connection just like you have to build a relationship with Jesus for him to speak to you I feel like once you build that connection with people you can then now start sending them scriptures you can then now like invite them yeah. to church like I think when Cynthia says, like, yo, you can't just, like, come full force, like, come to my church. <laughs> it's like, yo, I would run. I would run. I'm that type of person. Don't force nothing at me because it's going to make me not want to do it at all. So, like, I think yeah. it's, like, when you are just who you are and they're, like, yo, she is not perfect, but I really like how he carries himself. Like, Christian, his page is popping. I like how he's able to, like, even when I see him just outside of church, I like how he's able to still like, just like talk like a normal person and still kick it and still be himself. I like that about you. So I want, you know what? That's cool. Let me, let me come to your one event. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, shut up. But like, that's, that's essentially what it is. So like, I wanted to wrap up by just like asking two questions, um, one question actually, and then we'll just kind of wrap up. I know everyone's going through worries with COVID-19. So I wanted to ask you guys, um, what would you say, like, what are, what, how are you coping with all of this? And what word of encouragement can you give to your, your friend or your neighbor or anyone, even yourself? What do you use to get through each day? Um, we're all in the same boat. Um, we're all going through the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. Um, that's one of the biggest things I think we have to understand about this whole pandemic. Um, and I do have an episode about Corona that I'm going to share with you guys. It's probably going to be posted soon before this one. So watch that, listen to that first. But that's what I wanted to ask you guys. Like, what, what advice would you give yourself? Or what advice are you giving yourself? Um, but the one question I wanted to ask before we even talk about that is, is God real? And how has he been real in your lives? And I don't want you guys to just be vague. I want you guys to dig a little deeper and just like, Think about a way that you've ex- you've seen God being real. Mm. So whoever wants to start, <laughs> mm. that's a deep question. Because <laughs> I feel like I have a recent story, so it's kind of fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. But I know the year of two thousand and twenty, two thousand and eighteen. Um, I was in a really dark space really dark space. I graduated and I thought I was going to go to law school. Um, I thought that I was going to have this great job after I graduated undergrad and none of that stuff happened. Like I was doing the LSAT and I was not getting the scores that I thought I was going to get. I was getting rejected from every law school that I could even think of applying to. I was wasting a lot of my money and my parents' money of trying to do LSAT um, classes or applying to um, law schools, which are not cheap. And I was just like in a real deep hold with God where I was just like God like what is going on this is not what you promised me and I remember going on a fast because I just I really just wanted to connect with him and it's not to say when you go on a fast that everything in your life is going to change but I wanted to go on a fast so that I can really just tune everything out and God and it was just me and God and we can understand each other and after that fast I remember God you know, giving me, you know, instructions on what I wanted and what I was desiring from him and just using so many different Bible verses as like my sword to just combat any like negative thoughts was that was in my head. Because if you are 
I'm a busybody. So when I see other people in my house just leaving every day and I'm just still here, I'm just like, mm. what is happening? So I had to use like the word of God to combat those thoughts that the devil was trying to read in my head. Like, oh, you wouldn't be nothing or you wouldn't have no man or whatever it may be. Mm. And I remember doing a vision board and, um, I posted like different pictures on my wall. Some of them are still on my wall and then writing them out and attaching different scriptures to it. And um, I would say, this is the kind of job I want. This and this and that and that. And uh, I lie to you not like by the end of 2018, the job had came. It wasn't like the one that I wanted, wanted, but it came and I was grateful for it. And I said, okay, God, I still trust in you for greater, which is the, job that I have now and then I had gotten to school which wasn't law school but sometimes you know we think God is moving in one way but you, sometimes you have to listen to him more carefully to understand the direction he's pointing you to and I'm so happy that I left law school for right now and decided to follow God and do social work because I'm still an advocate but just in a different way mm-hmm. and I'm happy about that and then I remember looking at my vision board and saying, God, like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's December. And, you know, I said that I wanted a man and not get any man, a man that is followed by the Holy Spirit. Like, you know, you got it in you, Daddy. Come on now. So <laughs> and I lied to not on December 22nd. That's when I met my now fiance. So in that whole ending of 2018 when me coming into it and it just being darkness and me leaving out of it and it's just wow god like this is what you can do even though like you kept said like even though i suffered it was i felt like it was growing me to be spiritually prepared for the responsibilities that i have now because mm-hmm. it, you may get those blessings, those blessings still come with responsibilities. So I'm happy to be getting my master's, but getting your master's is not an easy thing. You Mm -hmm. still need to be spiritually in tune with God. Being in a relationship that's (laughs) God-driven, the devil will attack it in every left field. Mm -hmm. But you having that spiritual grounding is amazing. And I'm happy I went through that so that now I can now conquer other things that come along my way. So that whole transformation, even though I have other stories, really just showed me that, God, you are here and you hear even my littlest prayers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really powerful. That's that's, I was going to say that's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. You got a whole man. Got a whole fiance. She, and she keeps putting the ring in our face. That's my boy. You don't talk. That's my she keeps boy. She putting the ring in our face. Like, Fiance, fiance. I'm like, all right, girl. <laughs> but Christine, go ahead. I know you have something. And I thought about you when Cynthia was talking about her staying at home and questioning school and everything, because I know Christine, similar mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, similar experience. I mean, I feel like most Christians who are like truly believing Christians will say that they know God is real because they've experienced God in some way, shape, or form. And like, Crowley's literally known me my whole life, so she's seen me change. But, like, I look back at how I used to be, and, like, even when we were younger, like, I I care. I mean, I still care so much about what people think, but I care. You don't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I still do. It still comes up, but, like, the way that I cared about it and, like, the way that I let it control my life, like, for years and years and years, like, I look back at, like, high school, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, what in the world is going on? But, like... I, and it's something that, like, I couldn't have changed in myself. And I didn't want to change. I didn't even know it was an issue. Um, and I was Christian my whole life. But, like, just, you know, like, seeing that change in, in yourself when you know that it's something that, like, you couldn't do yourself, it must be something else entering in and doing something. Um, and, I mean, I believed in God my whole life. And I've, like, definitely had ups and downs with, like, my belief uh, my strength of belief, I guess, and like that religion versus relationship aspect. But I think for me, like, um, so I moved to Boston for optometry school. And for me, it was a really lonely experience. Everyone in Boston is super high achieving, like school is everything. And I had nobody there. Like I was surrounded by all these really high achieving people. Um, and it was just really lonely. And then I started seeing the world 
for kind of what it is. Like I saw like a bunch of people on drugs all the time and homeless people and like all these things that really make you question God and the goodness of God. And I, I just went through a couple of months where I was like, I don't, I don't know if this is actually real. Like I, I see that I've changed and I see that like, you know, God has kept me, but I don't know like how I can look at the world and the state that the world is in. And I think this is, I mean, something that's super common right now because of coronavirus, um, but just being discouraged by what you see around you. Um, but every time I question whether God is real, I have to like, you have to like look at the Psalms, do what David did, because David did the same thing. But he will count everything God did for him. Like in one song, he'll be like, everything sucks. Like you mm-hmm. left me, really abandoned me. I'm about to die. And then he'll be like, but I remember when you did this, 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 and this. And like, for me, like God got me into optometry school. I didn't have the GPA to get into optometry school. And the one that I'm going to is one of like the top ones, but I didn't even accept my position on the wait list. So I got waitlisted first. I didn't accept my position and somehow they still accepted me. And then he like found me an apartment in Boston. Like doing? the most expensive <laughs> <laughs> So like, I don't know, like you, he found me roommates when I didn't have roommates. Like, and a whole man. And a whole man. He found me a whole man. When I was not looking for a man. <laughs> so you just kind of like, it's just crazy. Like you don't, you, the more you focus on the, the discouraging things, the more you magnify, the more you let that define your worldview. But then as you shift your focus on like these things that kind of went right for no reason, like you didn't do these things to deserve them, but that's just the grace of God. And like, that that changes things. So every time I question, like, is God real? I mean, it helps to have a support group and you see testimonies in other people's life and you're like, oh, he did it for her. He will do it for me. Um, and that kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't have like a super specific testimony, but I will say that that's something that I've been struggling as a Christian. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think Christians should think about this kind of thing a lot because people are going to ask you why you think God is real. And like, you can't see him. You can't like feel him. So like, how, what are you going to tell people besides like a big answer? Like you were saying, Sally. So, I mean, I would say like, you have to look at your own life and mm-hmm. you have to just like, eventually it comes to that point of faith. Like you have to just choose, like you will always have a reason God not being real, but like you can reason anything. So it's eventually going to have to come to that point for you where you choose. Like, I don't feel it right now, but I, I believe and I see how he worked in my life in the past and I see how he will work in the future. But I mean, faith is not a feeling. Faith is a choice and a lifestyle. So, but I believe he's real. He did a lot of good stuff for me. (laughs) You guys can always reach out to me. I'll have testimony after testimony. But, but yeah. Go ahead, Christians. Wow. Um, You guys are just saying a lot of good stuff. Um, (laughs) I think the first thing I want to start off saying is that as a person, you're listening to this podcast if you've ever had the question is god real or not like i don't i just want to encourage you like don't beat up yourself don't think something's wrong with mm-hmm. you i think that in itself is a base is a, is a ground level for god where god wants to yeah i mean i'm in the event right there mm-hmm. god isn't a business of reconciling people to himself um god is in the business of showing himself he wants to literally you know reveal himself to the world. So if you ever have that question, because you know there are people that have it. I mean I got out but we've been taking a step further to say that as a Christian I've had that question sometimes. Like what if I'm just talking to myself? <laughs> and um yeah, what if I what if all this thing we point God doesn't exist, this, you know, like what's what's this? Um but um something I'm gonna share my experience and um um but before that, I just want to encourage you listening to it. It's like, you know, you know, maybe this is a time for you to even ask God, are you real? Would you reveal yourself to me? And watch him do something. Um, for me, I wanted to share something really, uh, I've, I've, I've had so many of these instances, I've had so many of these, but something that happened recently that I wanted to share is that, um, you know, again, um, like Christine mentioned, you know, this, this, this walk that we're in, this lifestyle relationship with God is a, it's a faith-based thing. It says that without faith, we can't please God. So really all we can say is the, the physical expressions of what he's done for us. You know, that's all we really have to say. You know, this is how I know you, my God. <laughs> you know, um, there are people who worship 
the sun, the moon, and the stars, and people will worship the air and this, that, and the third. Um, but God, I believe, is an answering God. He's, that's one of the ways that he's proven to me. He is God. He's a God that sees. He's a God that hears. He's a God that intervenes. Yeah. Um, um, so, like, you know, I think about it. Recently, um, I was uh, planning, you know, I was, I was trying to have my quiet time, you know, downstairs in the basement and i was like you know just trying like you know close my eyes play worship songs and god and i want to want to get into your presence like you know his presence are there anyway but it's like you know i just wanted to have an encounter with him and i just you know started off just you know getting this this um this nudge in my spirit and my love and i were in this practice of whatever nudge you're getting your love oh <laughs> Uh, yeah, my baby, my, my beautiful wife. Everyone here is taking and wiped up. You see what God can do for you? I'm just saying. But go on. God is, Sorry. God is, God is dope. He, he, really brought her, um, he really just brought her into my life. And it's been an amazing journey so far. But anyway, let's move forward. Um, I, was, I was, you know, my love and I have been in this practice of trying to follow the nudge of the Holy Spirit whenever we get that, that first instinct. Just go. So, but I was down there and I was, you know, worshiping. And I believe the Holy Spirit started to just imprint my heart. Supposed to really just be you know, stay down. It's like, ah, no, I just want to you know, worship song. I, no, again, this is this is where it starts. That question of is it really God talking to me right now, or am I talking to myself? But and I'm even stop here a little bit to encourage someone that when you ask God that question, are you real? He might leave some imprints in your heart. The Bible does say that my sheep know my voice. So you may not be acquainted to hearing God's voice, but if you're hearing something that is not you, if you get an imprint in your heart that's not you, just engage it. Yeah. Engage it. So I, I, that's what I try to practice. So I engage and say, God, okay, this is you telling me this. Why do I need to go to my room? Because you don't need to stay down here. You're over here trying to go spiritualize your choir. Like, <laughs> Call on the spirits. Uh, no, but that's the way it came off to me. I'm just saying, I'm just telling y'all the way you wake him off to me right so watch this i go upstairs in my room i pick up my bible i'm having the craziest moment like i literally open my bible god is speaking to me now actually before all that happened something that i did main thing i really wanted to share was that i came into my room and i uh, had this this vision board right here and uh, um my love was you know she was taking a, a little nap in the day and I just came into the room. I'm like, God, you know, every single time we have a date night, she plans something real dope. And I feel I want to do some good. <laughs> I need some fun. And no, for real, I step into the room and the Holy Spirit leads me. He's a step-by-step guy. Mm-hmm. And he leads me to the next thing. He said, plan your date night. Okay, God. <laughs> what do you want me to write? Because me, no, no matter like, just write this down the third movie night. That's it. <laughs> so, but I started writing this time, this down and he, gave me this dope idea. I'm not going to reveal it because I haven't still done it. <laughs> so, he gave me this um this dope idea. I'm like, yo, she is going to love this thing. That's another proof, right? That the Holy Spirit knows my love. The Holy Spirit knows everyone. Knows what we would get to anyone. Yeah. So again, again, by just engaging that voice, it's making sense to me. That what is mystery now is becoming my reality. That I'm listening to something that is not even visible. Mm-hmm. Right? So now I plan that down, I write that down, and I, you know, just decide to just go to the bathroom really quickly. And I'm still in the bathroom, like, oh God, you know, for, for this to happen, I need babe to wake up from her nap so we can have this at 7 o'clock. And I'm like, I don't want to wake her up because I want her to have her nap, and I don't want to <laughs> So, yo, watch this. This is crazy, y'all. Literally two minutes after I said that, my love woke up. And sat on her bed. Mm. Now, I say this is very significant because a lot of times, <laughs> she's gonna hear this, but a lot of times, you know, she can wake up and turn around and go back to sleep. You know, <laughs> but not all the time, though. But yo, this time it was a like something literally woke her. And I was smiling, like, babe, God literally just woke you up. No, we can have dinner at seven o'clock. This is the craziest thing that's ever happened. Oh, I'm not. I'm not kidding you. Like, there's there have been experiences where my uncle's looking for his key. Everybody go wild. Looking for the key. I'm like, God, please help me find this key for my uncle. Oh, so you can prove to him that he, you are God. Mm. Little head, turn around the key right there, mm. looking at me. So many experiences that I can share with y'all. But like, this is what shows to me. Like after I get these experiences, I'm like, yeah, you real. 
<laughs> I was literally hearing you. Like, I ain't talking to myself. And that's the thing I, you know, like, 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 uh, like, like I said, it's, it's a real thing. It's a reality. But also, it's also based on faith. Because we don't have this experience every time. Whenever I, I experience God in this way, I cherish it. Yeah. Because I'm probably going to have very few, like, very few moments after that, I'm probably going to have some time where I have to walk on faith. And I feel like I have to say to them, like, God, is this you or not? And I think I'm sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it's the thing where it's that balance. And um, I just really still feel like, uh, for me, I've experienced, I've experienced God in a way that is tangible. Yes. I'm telling you, tangible. He's not just this, this mystic thing that you can't touch or hold or like, Yeah, you can touch him physically, but he is realer. Just like how our emotions can touch it. But it can literally rewire your, your whole state of mind in a second. Oh, that's a the same way that God, is doing, as much as he's not physical, he can still cause a lot of things to just happen that, you know, just, you know, discourage. God is real, man. That's how I experienced That was awesome, yeah. He is real. That's really good. Um, that's the biggest thing you just said. It's tangible. Like, yeah. There's so many things I can think of. And as you guys are each saying stuff, I was trying to listen. So I don't like my thoughts don't cloud what you guys are saying. Yeah. So I literally just shut my brain off and I don't have an example right off the top of my head right now. But one mm-hmm. of the things that I remember, like I've had many encounters, but for me, it didn't start until like I was like 16. Yeah. God was in my life all my life. My family knows God, blah, 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 blah. But like 16, 17 that's when something happened that's too personal to share on this podcast but like one of the biggest things that happened recently was I was going to school I was about to start school for my second degree and um I had enough money but it was like I was short like I needed just like five or six thousand dollars and I was like, yo, I can't take out another loan. Like, I don't got it. And, like, my savings, yeah. I'm using my savings right now to pay my tuition. And, yeah. like you said, like, you're praying and you're like, yeah, I believe in God. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you know, you're praying, you're doing all the, the things, the checks that, you know, they teach you everything. And you build this relationship and you're like, okay, like, I sing to you, I worship you, like, Sometimes I think you're talking to me, but other times I'm like, maybe it's just my second self just talking to myself or whatever. So I'm like, whatever. Like, I don't know if I'm going to go to the school. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, all right, I'm about to have another another disappointment. Like, I've already already been through enough. Like, I don't need this, but whatever. So I'm praying. I'm like, all right. And I think I asked Christine to, like, pray for me or something. Like, Christine's that friend. Like, she's that friend that got your back no matter what. But, um... You're not friends to me, too. <laughs> Thanks. But, like, <laughs> oh, look at on this. some real, like, I was talking to the financial advisor at Rutgers, and this guy is like, yeah, like, I don't know. Um, This is the only package we can give you. I'm like, all right, well, I don't know if I can be able to come starting the fall semester. I don't know. Like, fall 2018, I don't know if I'm going to be able to start if that's the only thing they can give. And I'm like, I'm sure it's this much. He was like, okay. He's like, um, we'll see, we'll see, like, blah, 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 like, offering me another, like, Stafford loan or something. I'm like, yo, I don't want to take out another loan, but if that's what it comes to, whatever, like, two days or a couple days later, I get a phone call from this guy, and I don't know why I can't think of his name, but he calls me, he leaves me a voicemail that um, I should call him, he has something to talk to me about. Long story short, they created a whole grant for me. Mm. Rutgers yes. Institution. Wow. I've cool. never... And this is the <laughs> second time that this has happened in my life. My mom and I got a whole grant, like the the Fair Lawn Grant or Great Lawn Grant. It was like something random, like that was not in existence. They gave me a mom like when I had talked to um, the financial office. So like Christine said, you have to sometimes remember what he did for you. Because it's like, if he did that then, he's going to do it now. So, like, for me, is God real? Is like, yes, he is real. But I have to constantly remind myself. But this man called me and he was like, yeah, the grant's going to be $5,500. Um, you qualify for it. Um, 
I talked to this person, this person, we're going to issue it to you. I had maybe like $200 left to pay and everything was gone. (laughs) So like they came up with a grant for me. It gets even crazier. Here's how I know God is real. I called the office. I sent this man a Dunkin' Donuts gift card because when people do stuff like that for you, yes, they're in customer Mm -hmm. service. Yes, they're an advisor, but they go above and beyond. You have to, you have to give credit and give thanks for it's due. Like you have to just say thank you because in that moment he changed my life. You know what I'm saying? Like I know God changed my life, but God used him as a tool for me. Like you know what I'm saying? So I sent a Dunkin' Donuts card and a gift card and then just a thank you card to just say thank you. I called the office the following week. This is like three weeks before school starts. This is like in late off. This is happening two weeks before I'm about to start school. I'm not sure if I'm about to start school. So I called the office and the, the answer, and it's his direct line, and a woman answers. And I'm like, hey, is Mr. Brian, I think his name was Mr. Brian something. This is Rutgers. And they're like, oh, you didn't know? His last day was last Friday. He's no longer here. He went to, a, he went to oh. Seton Hall. I swear to my grandmother's grave. I was like, no, I literally like called my mom, my dad. Like, I'm like, I was just crying. Like, I just remember crying because I was just like, there's no way that this man, that was the last thing he did. My file was the last file he worked on. What are the odds that this man did all of that? Like, that's why I'm saying that everything happens for a reason. There's a season for everything you go through. There's a season like... No matter what it is you're going through, this corona sucks, this quarantine sucks, being stuck, stranded in your house, but at least you got a roof over your head. At least you have a job that's letting you work from home. At least you got, like, time off that you can use when you don't want to work anymore. Like, at least you have something. And that's, I know it's, like, so cliche, but you really should be grateful for everything that you have because some people don't even got it like that. Some people don't even know when their next meal is going to come. Like, they're waiting on that stimulus package like a kid waiting for a Christmas gift. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're waiting. But um, it is in those moments that, like, literally, like, that day, if I wasn't solidified enough, I was like, oh, hell. I couldn't find the man. I literally, I couldn't find him. It was like he never existed. It was like he, ne- like he literally just dissipated, like, thin air. And my package was all good. Everything was perfect. Processed everything. He processed everything before he left. I didn't have to do a single thing. Like the money was issued. Like check everything. And I was just like, what? Or like you cannot tell me that I have to question. I have to question God at that moment. Like you can't tell me He isn't real because that doesn't happen to everybody. But like you said. Because you don't have to go into, like, this holy, holy presence. Like, he's everywhere. He, he's in every prayer. He's listening to everybody as they sleep. He's in your subconscious. Like, he's literally everywhere. But the thing that separates him being everywhere is the fact that he's a friend, right? In order for you to talk to, have a, for someone to be your best friend, you have to build a link with them. You have to build a connection with them that separates them from all your other friends. So that's the same way I look at God, where it's like he's everywhere, but he can be closer to you if you are able to allow him to be. And the only way to do that is to constantly, like, educate yourself on him, constantly talk to him, constantly grow with him, constantly allow him to enter every area, every little knit, everything, the things that you don't even want your best friends to see about you. Let him be able to enter those spaces. Um, And that's the only way we're, like, grow, grow as people. And that's the only way we can, like, end this life saying, like, yo, I left something on here um, and I'm going to go meet him at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to be wary of the fact that if I close my eyes today, I don't know what's going to happen with my soul. Like, that's the that's what it comes down to. But like that for me was when I like that was there's like a couple moments like that in my life. Like I would say like maybe five moments that something like that is that big. But that was for me like in 2018 like I feel you girl 2018 was rough in in its own way but that was like a moment where I was just like yo this man really don't exist like the office telling me he what I was like what they're like literally Friday was the day I talked to him I called him on Monday sent the card out they said the card came in the office but yeah he's not here I was like what the heck so but yeah that was that that's mine so yeah he is real Yeah, so um, I just wanted to thank you guys again for being guests. Um, I just want you guys to go around and just one 
one, keep it short, because I think we're already almost at an hour. Um, just like keep it short, like a one line that you want to say to people um, as they're going through this pandemic. Like I said, we're all affected by it differently. I'm on the front lines and I'm not going to let it be mentally decapitating. Like, oh, my God, I'm taking care of Corona patients every day. I'm going to catch Corona. Because if I keep thinking that, it's not it's not healthy. So it's all about your perspective on it. I'm looking at it as like, yo, I'm being a servant right now and yes. I'm going to do what I can to grow and learn from this because it's a whole different types of clinical things, presentations. Like you're seeing all types of symptoms, like not each patient is yeah. the same. So yeah, that's my thing is I, I want to encourage people to know that we're all going through the storm, but we're all going through it in a different boat. So be mindful of other people's boats. If your boat is like, using this as a time to stay home and just like chill out, just be that. But don't force other people to be in enjoyment when they're not. Like don't force other people to look at it as like a time of like, oh, it's a time off from work, basically. Like, no, it's not for some people. Some people are depending on, they have to feed 10 people. Like their paycheck is, it has to feed 10 people and they don't have that ability anymore. Some people are bearing family members. Some people are bearing loved ones. So be mindful of that and just kind of be kind to people in this time because you don't know how everybody's handling it. So, like, that's my little thing. Yeah. Um, I think my advice that I've been telling people and including myself is just don't be hard on yourself because of all the things that they're like Instagram or social media may be saying in terms of, oh, if you don't leave this quarantine and you don't have another hustle or business or whatever, then you wasted your time. If you are being healthy and you are resting, then you did not waste your time. And I think in terms of just understanding what God has for you, or whatever you're doing at this purpose, this time is okay. Like you don't need to do anything extra or anything more. If you feel like a business pops up, it pops up. If you don't, then just that your health is intact and that includes your mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I have two, two little things. The first thing is, Take a break from Instagram and Snapchat and all your social media. Mm-hmm. Stop comparing yourself, and that's for me. Um, yeah. You don't need to be looking at what everyone's doing and what they're like making for dinner. Like, take a break. Like, focus on on yourself for a second and where you're at. Um, and then the second thing is that God is so much bigger than what we think He is, and He's not surprised by this. He's not freaking out. Um, so in those moments where you find yourself getting really anxious or really discouraged or questioning, like, why would something like this happen? Just understand that something like this shows us that we don't have control and we never have control. We just we fool ourselves into thinking we have control. But God is always in control. He's in control right now. And it's not over until he says it's over. Mm-hmm. So if you are a person of faith. You know, this is a time to reconnect to that faith. And if you're not a person of faith, this is a time to look into what you really believe in and think about, you know, your own mortality and like that stuff that we should be thinking about as human beings. Um, but God is bigger than what you think he is, but he's also closer than any than anything else. So, yeah, this is a time to find faith and stop comparing yourself to other people. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, I think what I, what I would say is that um, I think because of everything going on, I feel like a lot of a lot of us, especially us, be from my perspective, come on through this this phase of just feeling like everything is on a halt. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of stuckness. Um, that's a word. Yeah. But one thing I was I would say to encourage myself and everyone is is that God is constantly a word. The Bible said He does certain good work. He's able to complete it to the name of Christ. Regardless of what's going on, God is still at work. Um, you just have to keep your eyes on him. No matter what season you go through, God is the God of the season. He's the Lord over everything. So um, regardless of what it looks like, this is not stopping him from moving. It's whatever God has promised you, continue to believe for it. Continue to listen to him because at each season, we're going to also believe that there's something that God wants us to do. So let's be obedient in this season. It could be resting, it could be working more, it could be, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. But just let us keep our eyes on him. 
but also let us remember that God is still at work. Um, and this is this is going to pass. Yeah. Amen. So that's really good. Um, one of the things that I wanted to just add on is that your pain has a purpose in your life. Um, it isn't really our problems that make us unhappy. It is how we respond to them. I know it's easier said than done. I've been in lots of painful situations. Um, but we have to be confident that in every situation, um, we got work. He's going to give us the courage and we're going to be able to face the fear because Jesus has already won and we walk in victory. So be confident even when you don't feel confident and just watch God work. Um, we have free access to God. We don't need Wi-Fi, no data, no dial-up connection. He's everywhere and anywhere. Um, and that's one thing that I just want us to like remember as a, as you humanity in general. Um, and it's just like people um, just to always remember that. Like you don't need Wi-Fi. So if you're in a moment where you're just feeling anxious, don't look at the world meter of how many deaths that are happening. Like I talked about that in my episode that I'm gonna put out soon um, about quarantine. Um, don't look at that, just kind of pay attention to what's going on in your in your mind. And if you're having those moments, just take a step back, like Christine said, delete everything and just kind of, you know, listen to something happy, even if it's not a Christian song. Like no one's asking you to just listen to that. Watch a Netflix show that you like that makes you laugh. Make sure those endorphins are flowing because your immune system is what's going to keep you healthy and your faith without work is dead. So if you're over here, not really listening and not staying home and still meeting up with people that are meeting up with other people, you're putting yourself at risk because we all need to assume as a healthcare provider, I'm telling you, you all should assume that everyone has Corona and everyone you contact with is asymptomatic until they, they show symptoms. I think that's the only way for us to understand and to really take this time of like stay home seriously. So um, just keep riding on the wave and keep staying home and, you know, just keep believing that everything is going to work out because it is. I, I mean, Israel went through the Red They went through the Red Sea, Sodom and Gomorrah. There's so many like biblical things. And look at us, like our country, like in 2008, we were in a recession. And then in 2001, we were bombed and like people were so wary and everything that happened and we came back from it. So, and that's not just in the U.S., that's all around the world. There's different things that have happened significantly in every country that like took over, you know, um, but we can't let that be the only way we are thinking because at the end of the day, every storm shall pass and there will be a rainbow. So until that rainbow comes, I hope that you can listen to this podcast episode to inspire you and make you feel better. I hope that you can, you know, look for encouragement wherever you can find it and keep your head up. We're all in this together. Once again, thank you guys so much for being my guest. I'm your host, Priyali, and you are listening to Wine Dance with Pretty. I'm out. (laughs) 